Hey everybody, welcome back to Rock Talk with Dr. Cropper. Today is episode 109 and we are going to be reviewing the recently surfaced uh, Led Zeppelin show from May 4th, 1971 in Odense, Denmark, a long sought after tape that was finally, uh, or a long sought after show that for which there had not been a recording in circulation and which has finally surfaced. Um, yeah, easy for me to say. So, uh, before we get going, thank you for being here. I know the amount of alone time that it takes to get through a podcast isn't always easy to come by these days, so I appreciate you entrusting me with yours. If you are new here, uh, welcome, and I hope you'll like what you hear and stick around. And if you've been listening for a while, thank you so much for your loyalty. Uh, if you have an appetite for a bit more content from me, consider subscribing to Dr. Cropper's Office Hour, the Apple Podcasts exclusive premium spinoff of the show. I just lowered the price last week. It was $4.99 American per month. It's now $2.49 American per month. I'd been feeling kind of, uh, I don't know if guilty is the right word, but I felt for a while like I wasn't providing uh, sufficient value for the price, so I'm taking two actions to correct that. I cut the price in half, and also I put a poll up on Instagram today, and it's looking like uh, you, the people, are interested in me expanding the scope of the premium show to include uh, musings about topics not necessarily directly or even tangentially related to uh, the initial uh, and continued focus of this, the main show, um, and sort of in keeping with the the theme that this, the main, the original show is like a university lecture uh, for, you know, a, uh, a degree that I wish existed but does not. Um, and then the, the premium show, Dr. Cropper's office hour is like, you've come to see me in my office. And when I was in university, uh, lots of times when I would go see a professor in their office hours, we would end up talking about all sorts of stuff that didn't necessarily have anything to do with their class. Uh, my, my favorite prof, for instance, who taught me several psychology courses, uh, in his office, I can, we end up talking about football or star Wars, or he would, uh, give me recommendations for what beaches to go to when my family was going to Cape Cod because he was from Massachusetts. So, um, I think I will go ahead and give that a try and do some episodes, about just random thoughts about all sorts of things so that there's more content, uh, on the premium show. And of course, um, you know, you always have the freedom to not listen to something if the title does not intrigue you. So I don't think there's a big risk in there being more content there as opposed to less. Just don't listen to that one if you're not into it. All right. So that's that. Uh, if you feel so inclined to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening, if that's an option, uh, those are very helpful to me. Uh, I encourage you to follow the show on any and all social media platforms so that you can be kept abreast of all the latest happenings pertaining to the show. And the handles are listed in the description, uh, same accounts for both shows. Um, any other housekeeping before we start? Um, I don't think so. 
All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. So I mentioned that this Odense show, May 4th, 71, has been uh, long sought after. And the, the reasons for that are the previous night, May 3rd, 71, they played in Copenhagen, and that show has circulated for many years and is one of the best of their career. I would argue Plant's best show ever, certainly in the top five, and uh, a very rare and unique set list with the the first ever live performances of both Four Sticks and Gallows Pole, uh, first complete Gallows Pole. It was uh, played in part September 19th, 70, uh, in New York at the evening show. Um, but yeah, that's at least for what we have on tape. Uh, it's possible it was played at one of the club shows in March of 71 that we don't have recordings of. But anyway, uh, so Copenhagen's got the first full versions of uh, full first full gallows pull and first reference at all to four sticks that we know of. And Plant does say that they're attempting something new, so it probably is the first. Um, and for the longest time, that was the only performance of Four Sticks that we knew of, and the uh, one of two Gallows Poles that we knew of, or at least that we had on tape. There were reports that, or you know, reports slash, it was suspected that both would be would have been played the following night as well at this Odense show, and with the uh, surfacing of this tape, we now know that to be correct. Um, this was not really, these shows were not really part of a larger tour. It was just the, them isolated. And then May 10th, so about a week later, they played in Liverpool, which was a rescheduled date from the club's tour of the UK in March. Still no recording of that one. Not sure if Gallows Pole and or Four Sticks were played there. Uh, presumably there's a decent chance. Um, and then they didn't play again till July 5th, the uh, ill-fated show in Milan that was cut short due to crowd trouble. And then um, a month off after that, and they had the two warm-up shows in Montreux, Switzerland, and then started the North American tour August 19th in Vancouver, which also did not have a recording until recently. Uh, the, it was, so we now know that there is a tape of it more or less complete. However, um, and this, uh, kind of ties into the, the story. Well, not so much the story behind this Odense tape, but, um, okay. Okay. Quickly before I get to that, um, that Vancouver show also has gallows pole and uh, the uh, so now we know of and, and uh, the sample that we got of the Vancouver tape has Gallows Pole in full. So we now have four complete versions of Gallows Pole and two of four sticks. Um, anyway, the uh, this Odense tape actually was not tracked down by people in the Dogs of Doom 
Discord server that I'm a part of, I believe, I don't think it was, I don't think we had any hand in that. Um, for convenience sake, I'm going to use the, the royal we when I talk about uh, Dogs of Doom, even though I'm not personally part of the tape liberation team. Uh, so over the past few years, we have been able to uh, locate lots of recordings and uh, bits of fan shot footage and stuff from uh, shows uh, back in the day that either, uh, and for artists other than Zeppelin as well, but the main focus has been Zeppelin. And um, in several cases, it's been shows that did not previously have recordings at all in circulation. Um, Denver 72, for example, late last year, as well as Hollywood, Florida 71, uh, which I uh, did not uh, do a review of like this, but um, anyway, it's a good one. Go check it out. Um, so anyway, we and then this the Vancouver 71, uh, August 19th, we uh, had been in contact with the taper for a while. The, the samples have kind of leaked out for uh, about a year now, maybe a little more than that. And um, sometimes it's a a delicate dance when with uh, these tapers when you track them down. As far as they don't necessarily want it released right away, there might be some you know they want to take time to think about it. Or you have to coax them into releasing it or just leave them alone until they're ready or whatever, right? But sometimes uh, samples are shared that. Uh, we do not have the taper's blessing to release to the public yet. Um, and unfortunately, there was a, a kerfuffle of sorts uh, within the server, and uh, some of the disgruntled parties leaked some uh, such materials that did not have the blessing of the person who provided them to us uh, to be released yet, um, such as footage from the September 19th, 70 show, which uh, said people leaked back in the spring. And um, anyway, these leaks contributed to uh, the, uh, the taper of the Vancouver show deciding to sell his tape to a private collector instead of uh, putting it out to the wider community. And we, you know, not me personally, but uh, we at the Dogs of Doom did uh, even try to buy the tape when we found out he was leaning that way, but we were outbid. Uh, and we would have shared it with the community had we done that. But anyway, so hopefully the full Vancouver will see the light of day at some point. And I, I did an episode over on Office Hour uh, a week or two ago, right after this recording surfaced. I wanted to listen to it a few more times before I gave my proper review here. I've now heard it three times. Um, but uh, it's a real shame that those, you know, petty feuds and stuff like this are now uh, having a negative impact on thousands in the community 
who have nothing to do with the stupid little rift. And I'm, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but it's a shame that, um, a few people's issue becomes thousands of people's issue. Um, and myself and some other members in the community who I respect a lot and have known for many years have talked about how it's, uh, it seems like fan bases kind of take on a collective personality. And this friend of mine and I agree that of all the, the music fan bases out there, the Zeppelin community is by far the most toxic and, uh, kind of vitriolic and just, uh, the amount of backstabbing that goes on in the Zeppelin tape trading world and, uh, the, how contentious conversations about their music get even with the same people in our little network of discord servers that's been growing over the past two years, you can take the exact same group of people and be talking about, uh, you know, your favorite, what's our favorite, everybody's favorite version of dark star in, uh, in the grateful dead server. And it's totally chill and everybody's being peaceable and respecting the right to disagree. And then we start trying to rank everybody's favorite version of dazed and confused. And it's like all hell breaking loose people being, kind of mean to each other and intolerant of disagreement and stuff. And, um, it's gotten to the point where he, this friend of mine and I have wondered if, uh, if there isn't some spiritual element to it, like, uh, Jimmy pages, uh, messing around with the, the dark arts as it were. Um, still kind of have leaving a black cloud over over the the community surrounding their music which isn't the most pleasant thing to think about uh when you when you own many zeppelin items in your room but um i love the music they're still my favorite band but sometimes the uh the toxicity of the the fan base and the effect that it has on otherwise very pleasant people uh can be uh a little tiresome sometimes anyway so that's kind of enough of the backstory about not so much this tape but recent uh recordings surfacing and why hopefully we won't see that dry up with all this drama anyway um so this show takes place on this little mini jaunt to Denmark, the, these two and the Liverpool show kind of existing on an island coming a month after the club's tour and almost two months before the likewise isolated Milan show. Um, but this is absolute peak plant and, um, the band is like instrumentally there. They're starting to, um, if you, uh, trying to think of the, uh, you know, the animals that have to, um, like shed their exoskeleton before they, uh, 
if you think of the think of Zeppelin like they say they were a caterpillar um up until this point they're just like bursting at the seams about to turn into a butterfly instrumentally i would say not that they're bad before but they really take a unnoticeable leap on the instrumental front starting kind of partway through the the north american tour at right around as august turns into september and then for sure when they hit japan at the end of september and um and then it just keeps going from there right on through july 73 basically um so yeah all of that to say this show takes place at a, a very interesting uh, crossroads in their career and of course they've finished led zeppelin 4 at this point but it has not been released it didn't come out until november 8th so uh, three days before the the winter uk tour but they were playing material from it uh, black dog stairway and going to california were every night staples obviously this show has four sticks which is another one from that album and uh the copenhagen show the night before has misty mountain hop and rock and roll this show does not but the recording ends just as communication breakdown is wrapping up as the the first encore so it's possible that more songs were played and we just don't have them on tape all right so let's get to the actual review of the music the show opens as everything did from June 28th, uh, 70 to June 28th, 72 with immigrant song. There is like one exception to that August 22nd, 71 when they play walk, don't run as an instrumental prelude to immigrant song, but you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, this immigrant song is quite fast, but still controlled plant sounds excellent. Uh, really arresting air raid on the we are your overlords line in the second chorus uh, pretty good solo from page heartbreaker plant is powerful the instruments are tight and fast on the opening verses flawless start to the acapella solo from page he throws in the 59th street bridge song tease a uh, quick and dirty fast solo section and a nice high note from plant on evil ways in the final verse since I've Been Loving You has a nice wailing intro from Paige and a pretty good solo, but not uh, too risky. Uh, nothing compared to some of the solos he would play on this later in the year. Plant, however, is stunning. Uh, it's really sad that Paige essentially entered his prime the second that Plant exited his, uh, that being North America 71. Um, which is the other thing about that Vancouver show, by the way, the samples that we got confirmed that that was Plant's last true prime show. Uh, so basically he passes the baton to Page, and the second his prime finishes, Page's begins and runs through the end of 73. Um, anyway, um, Days and Confused here in Odense, uh, good opening verses with Plant, obviously great. Uh, lead into the bow solos, fairly short and embryonic still, 
that part of the song really came into its own later in the year. It starts to really blossom in September and then uh, becomes more stratified in uh, November in the UK. Um, very cool and unique slapping section in the bow solo here. Page gets some great sounds throughout the bow section and uh, tears through the main solo at lightning speed. There's a somewhat unique little jam that leads uh, into the circular funk section from the main solo. Uh, the circular funk section is quite brief. Some haunting moans from Plant during the Mars section. They hit the return to the verse nice and tight after that, and the outro is brisk and smooth, but still pretty embryonic compared to what it would become again as August turned into September during the North American tour. The Orlando show, August 31st, I would say is the first like really excellent and extended dazed outro. Um, and, uh, this version of Dazed clocks in at 1901. Uh, this is sort of the, uh, further to what I was saying about the whole caterpillar into a butterfly thing. Dazed is kind of a microcosm as what happened with the band instrumentally as a whole. Uh, this is kind of the very end of the, the first stage of Dazed in the, uh, episode 54 last June, where I ranked the Europe 72 dark stars for Grateful Dead. Um, I read parts of an essay where someone described its evolution in kind of uh, biological terms, like, oh, there's this subspecies and whatnot, but it, the main crux of it was he divided its evolution into three stages. And you can do a similar thing with Dazed and Confused, I think. Uh, if you refer to episode 67 from last uh, October, when uh, my friend Led Zepp film and I talked about Japan 71 for the 50th. Uh, we went in depth on how that sort of, uh, lens might apply to today's evolution. Uh, so anyway, I think at this point, it's really the very end of the first stage of days. Uh, you can hear it kind of, you know, starting to push up against the limits. Uh, um, the sections within the midsection especially aren't as defined or stratified as they would become a bit later in the year, which is when I would uh, delineate the, the shift into the second stage. Um, Cause at this point, uh, apart from the bow solo being a standalone dazed, hasn't really, uh, like structurally changed compared to the studio version, like the, um, the tempo shifts have become more drastic. You know, the, the verses are slower and the solos faster and whatnot. And it's obviously gotten much longer, but it's still like the same structure. You start to get more obvious, like different structural pieces a little bit later in 71, um, starting, uh, and starting partway through the North America tour later in the year, days would almost exclusively be 20 minutes or longer for the rest of its time in the set list, which runs through the end of 75. Uh, anyhow, moving on, Black Dog is attacked at breakneck speed here. Plant basically sounds like the studio version, though 
maybe straining ever so slightly compared to the night before in Copenhagen. Uh, and he does go low on a few lines, uh, fast and smooth solo from Page, uh, great black dog overall. Stairway to Heaven, the beginning is quite soft and peaceful, perhaps a hair slower than the studio version. Plant sounds fantastic, but doesn't do anything quite as stunning as the the howl that he does in Copenhagen before the drums. Um, I would give Copenhagen the edge pre-drums. Plant does let out a great howl heading into Page's solo, though, on this one in Odense. Page's solo is good, but uh, again, fairly embryonic. Um, Plant crushes the last verse, especially the one is all line and has a great howl on the wind down. Overall, I'd give Copenhagen the edge for Stairway. Probably my favorite overall version because Page's solo is pretty good and Plant just crushes it, but this one is excellent as well. Um, going to California is very pretty and Plant has a really gorgeous howl in it at one point. That's the way is likewise quite pretty. And Plant gives John Paul Jones a shout out for his mandolin work afterwards. What is and what should never be is a song where Plant is the main variable. So this being one of his best nights ever makes this a very good version. And Bonham uh, afterwards eggs on the clapping crowd. The Danes were famous for their rhythmic clapping. Um, and he kind of... uh encourages them with a marching band little groove afterwards and then we get four sticks um i think they have the start a little more figured out than the night before in copenhagen uh, i would probably say it's a bit tighter all the way through instrumentally maybe uh plant sounds great on it really tough call for which four sticks is better between this one and the night before uh, I'm just glad we have two now instead of one. And then Gallows Pole, the plant is amazing again. Uh, a few marginally loose spots, uh, but a great outro solo from Page, which the Copenhagen version doesn't have. However, I think plant is even more awe-inspiring on the Copenhagen one than he is here, so I'd probably give Copenhagen a slight edge for Gallows Pole even though Page's uh, outro solo is really tasty on this one. Um, I like both of these better than the Vancouver and Ipswich ones later in the year, which are um, probably a tad tighter because they're more controlled instrumentally. These two are much fa are noticeably faster, um, but mainly because Plant isn't, quite as incredible on those two as he is on these two in Denmark. Um, so I would actually, and Ipswich has a one more noticeably loose spot instrumentally. So I actually think Gallo's pull kind of dropped off slightly with each successive performance. I would rank it Copenhagen, Odense, Vancouver, Ipswich. Whole lot of love is very energetic. The medley is boogie chillin', that's all right, mama. My baby left me a mess of blues and honeybee, which uh, has some excellent soloing from Paige. A great version of Whole Lot of Love, although like Dazed, it was kind of outgrowing its mold by this point and would really explode uh, a little later in the year. 
with the more elaborate medleys, which they had been doing uh, in summer 1970, and then the medley kind of regressed a bit from a spontaneity perspective for the first part of 71, and then just exploded on that front um, in Japan 71. But there are some, uh, some random rarities in North America 71, including some that we don't have but are reported like uh the the Syracuse show September 10th I heard recently apparently they played uh, Johnny Horton's The Battle of New Orleans in that whole lot of love uh which I love that song so I really want a Syracuse tape now anyway um so yeah this so dance whole lot of love very energetically performed with some great playing from Page uh fairly standard medley for this period um, but it was outgrowing its mold at this point and was about to, uh, take off like a rocket later in the year. Um, and then the, uh, the only encore we have on the tape is communication breakdown. Plant sounds great. Pages soloing is furious, a nice Jones solo as well. And it cuts away during the coda. So perhaps there was more. Okay, so in terms of general thoughts about this Odense show, uh, where I think it ranks or, you know, like where I'd place it in their live uh, catalog as a whole, uh, I think it's excellent. I think Plant is slightly less incredible than he is the night before in Copenhagen, which is a kind of unfair bar to measure any show against but it's only natural when they're right beside each other like this um someone in the dogs of doom called it diet copenhagen or copenhagen light or something which i can kind of see but i do think there are if you go through song by song it's not like you would it's not like i would pick copenhagen for every single song like there are some that i think are played better at this show and I'm really thankful that we have it now. Um, actually let me, uh, have a look here. Cause I, you'll recall back or you may recall, uh, back before Christmas, I gave the, uh, the percentages for, uh, like tape coverage of all of the, the different Led Zeppelin years. And, um, 71, sadly, because I would argue it was their best year, all things, all things considered, um, is missing a lot. In fact, uh, we have less than 50% of it. Um, okay. At this point, I, I had it as two pending, uh, here, tell you what. I'm going to pause the recording while I do the math so you don't have to listen to me going, um, uh. Okay, so the uh, the numbers have now flipped. When I did them at that point, it was 29 shows that we had a recording for and 32 that were missing. Now, with the release of Odense, Hollywood, and I'm counting Vancouver because we have... I mean, we only have 11 minutes of it, but 
we know it's out there. Hopefully the full thing will surface at some point. So that's the thing. That's the thing. Like not all of these tapes are complete, but we have at least some level of a recording for 32 of the 61 shows. And we are missing entirely 29 of the 61. So, uh, so we now have 52%. It was like 47% before, but still that's uh, woeful, especially for what was their best year, I would say. Um, and we're missing one, two, three, four, five, missing 10 shows in a row in March. We have the first two of the clubs to are Belfast and Dublin. And then we're missing Leeds, Canterbury, Southampton, Bath, Stoke, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Nottingham, and London. Uh, and then we have the, the one a week after the tour ended. That's the BBC sessions. Um, and then we're missing the Liverpool one, May 10th, missing uh, Montreux, August 8th, because the, there were two nights we have a recording of the first but not the second. Uh, and then we've got the, the first three, the first four uh, shows of the North American tour to some extent, as, you know, Vancouver barely both nights in LA and most of Fort Worth. Then we're missing Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, New Orleans. Then we have Orlando, Hollywood, New York, Toronto, missing Chicago, which is a, a big oof because apparently, um, your time is going to come was played. I don't know if it's standalone or in the whole lot of love medley, but awesome either way and supposedly how many more times in the whole lot of love medley so really want chicago uh we have boston and hampton virginia but both are incomplete boston has a lot of cuts and hampton cuts off after moby dick or during moby dick um and then we're missing syracuse which as i said uh very desirable because of the Battle of New Orleans supposedly being played in a whole lot of love, but also Paige was really starting to peak at this point. Then we have Rochester and both nights in Berkeley. And then we're missing both nights in Honolulu, which I expect were spectacular going by their, how they played there the year before. And also it being the end of the tour and with the quality of the shows surrounding them. So I really want those. Um, at this point, I would, well, okay, one of the club's tours would be awesome for how good Plant would probably be. Liverpool would be cool, but at this point, I, you know what? I bet you they played, if they played the Battle of New Orleans and Syracuse, I bet they played it in New Orleans too. But anyway, um, so that one would be cool, but I would say the, those four September shows that are missing would probably top my list right now. I don't know. Well, no, the end of the UK tour. Anyway, so uh, then we have the five Japan shows, thank God. And uh, and we have the first night of the UK tour in Newcastle. Then we're missing Sunderland. Then we have Dundee and Ipswich. Then we're missing Birmingham and Sheffield. Then we have the first night in London, but not the second. Missing Preston. We have Manchester, but not complete. And it's not great sound quality which is a shame because it's fantastic. 
we have Leicester, but we do not have Liverpool or uh, the other Manchester. They played there like twice a week apart. Uh, and then we have Bournemouth, but we don't have Coventry or Salisbury, the two final shows of the year. And that Salisbury one is December 21st, so I've always wondered if they maybe tossed in like a Christmas song during the medley or something. Um, in a lot of love, that is. Um, it, or just played one as a standalone. That would be very desirable because instrumentally, the Bournemouth show is ridiculously good. So those other two December shows would be awesome to get. So yeah, thankfully now we're over 50% in a way for how many 71 shows we have tapes of, but when you factor in the incompleteness of some of them, it's probably still less than 50%. So hopefully all those missing ones that we have will surface soon. Um, anyway, yeah, so Odense, uh, at least for what we have now, it's probably a top 10 show of the year when you factor how strong Plant is and the the set list. It's it's kind of hard to to rank the 71 shows because different parts of the year have such drastically different strengths. Um, mainly the vocals at the beginning of the year versus the instrumentation the second half of the year. So it depends what you value more to an extent, but I would put this one in the top 10 of the year for sure. And overall in their career, oh my God, my neighbor's kid was about to run on the road and she like grabbed him by his ear. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, poor little guy. Um, the, uh, it, it, yeah, where was I? Sorry. So I said for a while now that I'm going to be ranking my top 25 Zeppelin and Grateful Dead shows, and I'm still going to be doing that. I just decided to push it back to the end of September so that I could listen to all the the great anniversaries that there are for those two bands here in the last little bit of September um, and have them fresh in my mind for how I make the order and decide which ones that are on the fence make the cut. Um, so all of that to say, I am almost certain that this Odense show will, uh, be in my top 25 Zeppelin shows, which is impressive for one that I've only heard three times to, to be in there, uh, beating out ones that I've known and loved for several years now, but, uh, it's that good. So if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Uh, it's not only historically significant for the set list, but Plant sounds about as good as he ever did, even if I think he was slightly stronger the night before. And um, the sound quality is quite good, actually. That would be one area where I think it has a a bit of a leg up on the night before. I think it's a an even better tape than Copenhagen, which is itself not bad. All right, so that's that. I uh, hope you enjoyed this look at... Odense. And uh, as I said at the beginning, I encourage you to follow the show on any of the social media platforms. The handles are in the description. If you have an appetite for a bit more, consider subscribing to Dr. Cropper's Office Hour. And there's a one month free trial, and that gets you access to weekly bonus episodes, priority sequence for topic requests, which uh, one subscriber has taken advantage of. So I will be doing a Pink Floyd discography ranking as i've done for zeppelin beatles the doors and taylor swift um 
not sure when that will be, but it'll, it'll happen. Um, feel free to reach out at any of the aforementioned uh, channels. If you have topic requests, questions, feedback, you just won't necessarily uh, get to the front of the line as a non-premium subscriber. Um, if you have a topic that you're passionate about and are interested in starting your own show, if you sign up with my hosting service, Buzzsprout, you will get a, we will both get a $20 Amazon gift card. Uh, so think about that. And uh, what else was I going to say? I had it just a second ago. Oh yeah. Um, so probably next week will be the top 25 dead shows. And then the week after top 25 Zeppelin shows, but I have another episode coming your way later this week. A friend and coworker of mine has his debut single coming out on Friday. So I'm going to interview him um, on Thursday to talk about it. And that'll drop along with the song on Friday. Okay. So stay tuned for that and have a good week in the meantime. And I will see you later. Class dismissed. Oh, also, in addition to leaving a rating and review, if you feel so inclined, you may notice the buy me a coffee link at the bottom of the description, wherever you're listening, or I think it says support the show. Uh, no pressure, of course, but if you feel so inclined, uh, every little bit helps. So thank you all for being awesome and uh, spread the word. All right. See you later.